Hey everyone, if you've been enjoying Straight Talk with Storm, I just want to let you know that this podcast is easily created with quite a friendly learning curve on Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. It is also distributed to many, many podcast hosting channels via Anchor. I can't suggest it more. I personally enjoy it. And thanks so much to Exotic Vivian over at T as in Tom, S as in Sam, E as in Elephant, G as in Glue podcast, which can also be found via Anchor, Spotify, and all other means. But yeah, Anchor.fm is great for all your podcasting needs. You should get on it. Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. So hello, I am back again. I know that's like crazy, right? If you're not sure what you're listening to and you didn't take the time to listen to the intro, this is Straight Talk with Seductive Storm. I am a mature sex provider i'm sorry mature sex worker not sex provider because i often get paid honestly about 70 percent of the time just to be a companion dinner i even cook meals for my clients it varies and a lot of my clients are actually prostate massage clients but that will be another episode another time so i belong in this or belong to this, or was invited to be part of, I guess this is what I'm trying to say, of this Reddit private chat room where it's set up to be a help and um, to elevate other providers who are new, just starting out, learning the ropes. And in that room, I noticed especially just all the differences And I am guilty myself of just becoming argumentative with differences because sometimes when we don't understand things, we can't relate to them. Now, um, I want this podcast to be friendly and a help to everyone, but I must say I have never been a streetwalker. I have been walking down the street before and someone saw me walking when I lived in Baltimore on a couple of occasions Um, and they propositioned me and I took them up on it. But I can say that I've never been the day-to-day street walker. I've never had a pimp. I've never been, I guess, and no disrespect in using this term, but I've never been like the hood type sex worker. And again, I just use hood tight because, hey, let's face it, I'm black. That's what we call it. 
I don't know what the proper term for it should be. And I apologize if what I just called it offends anyone. I certainly don't mean to. But this podcast, because I'm sure you're waiting to know what this one's about, is about rate structures and knowing our worth and not letting clients and other sex workers control your rates. So I will be honest, I have said this several times on Twitter, on my blog, I've probably mentioned it in a few of my YouTube videos. For those of you who are not familiar, I used to have a YouTube channel, but I no longer make all my videos on one account now because last time I did that and I got to about 200 followers, YouTube shut my channel down. So now I just make my videos and host them wherever I host them and then I put them collectively on one page on stormvision.online backslash taken by storm that's where you can find the videos but back to the topic at hand so i have been in predicaments where i was struggling i have been in predicaments where things were extremely tough after i got arrested years ago almost 10 years ago i have been in predicaments where we lost our home and i had to do what i had to do Um, I have not had food stamps or government assistance in well over, oh gosh, 12 years. And before that, it had been like probably eight years. The last time when I had it like solidly, collectively for more than a month or two was many, many years ago. I was a very young mother. To put it in perspective, my 31 and 26-year-old children were five-year-olds and an infant. So it's been a long time. And I want you all to know I have five kids and I provided for even during the time periods when they lived with their dads and they only lived with their dads briefly. I raised them most of the time myself. But even during those times, I sent money. I sent clothes. I did everything just like I still do now if they need something and for my grandchildren, too. So to put it in perspective, I have raised a family successfully off of just sex work. I I want people to understand that. Prior to that, to give you some history, I was a nursing assistant for a few years, and I was also the first full-time black realtor in the city of Salisbury, Maryland, where I was actually born and raised, and then I moved to Baltimore, which is why I say I'm from Baltimore, because that's where my adult life journey really began. I was 31 when I moved to Baltimore, but for me, that's when I really, really hunkered down and became a true, true, true adult. Um, But back on topic, during that time period, there have been times I had to go as low as 50 if my kids needed food. There have been times when I went 80 just to handle the hotel room. I understand better than most that things happen. I was not always at the level of things that I'm at now. Coincidentally, though, I started high-end. Shit happened. I went through things. And I ended up being a struggle and survivor worker. And then I come back to where I'm at now. So now I'm basically where I started when I first started. For reference, I started in Washington, D.C. 
so you know I was making pretty good money. I lived in Baltimore, but I did a lot of my client work in D.C. During that time period, and even when I first moved to Atlanta, because Atlanta was a lifestyle shock for me. I've been here 11 years and I still haven't adapted. I hate it here. Um, and it was a rate shock. Um, I came here and I really thought I'd be able to start off to go back up to my regular rates. And when I got here, it, it was not like that. Don't get me wrong. Oh my gosh. I had some great clients since being here in Atlanta. There was one year where I did so many overnights. It was great. But at such a discounted rate compared to what I would have charged in Maryland, even compared to what I charged when I lived in Raleigh for a brief time. At any rate, girls would get mad at me um, because I was getting a lot of clients. Between, 80, between that 80 and $100 rate, I was getting a lot of clients. But I will say now, looking back at it, it has been hell teaching these gentlemen to respect my new rate. And I have lost just about all of my regs because they don't want to respect them. And for the record, most of my clients that I had, even my regs then could afford way more than what they were paying me. Most of my clients are the, the middle-aged to older white gentlemen, white collar, and they definitely could afford to treat me better. I have even had appointments with, you remember when there was Def Jam South? I don't know if there still is. I even had an appointment with an executive from there. I've had an appointment with someone who played in the NFL. And I think he rode the bench during the Super Bowl game, but he had a ring. I, I've dealt with retired pro baseball players. And even then, here in Atlanta, they were cheap. They were cheap by comparison to what they could actually afford to pay. Again, I've had some wonderful dates. And, and even the three gentlemen that I'm mentioning, they were delightful as far as making me feel wonderful, having a good time, treating me like a lady and being gentlemen. But I was very disappointed in myself and in them for the rate that I was willing to accept. So to take us back to the Reddit group that I'm talking about. Uh, there's a young lady in there and she just strikes me as always being so angry. Um, and I know people have been through things and I don't understand their journey, how they got there. But you can just tell that she knows a lot of the street stuff that I am not familiar with. And that's no disrespect to her if she's listening. That's just not where I'm from. So it makes us kind of bump heads a lot when we're in the chat room together. Um, and I don't know if she doesn't know how long I've been around or not familiar with me. Um, I'm one of the only girls in that room who even uses their real work name. There's like a couple of others who I'm familiar with here on Twitter and on Instagram. Hey, guys. And you know who you are, too. We use our real names, but most of the girls in this chat room on Reddit do not. Um, and so what I will say is she called me silly. She referred to me as <laughs> you mentors. Um, because she thinks it's stupid to put a rate cap on yourself. 
I myself put that rate cap on myself for peace of mind and and because I don't want to work around the clock anymore like I used to. I want to be able to rest. I want to be my best self. I want to be able to have 24 hours notice on appointments. I have no desire to see people the same day. And even if I did, it's just impossible. My life has changed so much that I just cannot do the same day appointments anymore. And don't get me wrong. I get emails and texts and phone calls every night from 10 a.m. till about 4 a.m., which is ridiculous because my hours are clearly posted everywhere. It's 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. But, you know, men don't read. Um, but she called me silly. I mean, just, I found it, I found that silly, but I took into consideration, maybe she just doesn't know who she's talking to, but she said, you know, you do the low rate at a different, as a different persona. I have done that before here in Atlanta years ago. I was Tessa and I was Storm. Right now I have two personas. However, Storm at 350 an hour is the lower one and then the other persona is the higher rated one for fly me to you exclusive arrangements you know something more exclusive something more elite now i decided to do that because i'm trying to get away from anything that's not a day or so appointment or a travel appointment that's where I'm going with things. I'm already in semi-retirement. The only reason why I didn't get rid of Storm completely is because it's so well-known and my brand is so strong and my SEO in Google is so good that I did not want to. Although now my new persona is ranking and I just made that site like two months ago and my SEO work and that's what I specialize in to those of you listening who don't have your search search engine optimization set up on your site. I'm a whiz. And um, my fees for that are on takenbystorm.co. But at any rate, my new persona is ranking quite well now. So we'll see how much longer I hold on to Storm. I'm just still not sure yet if I want to let her go because it's kind of like a baby I created, you know. That was the new me, the free me, who got to be who she wanted to be and got to make some money off of it. And I don't know if I'll ever not be her. And, you know, that's the me that you guys are most acquainted with, too. I don't even think my podcast or my mentorship or any of my other stuff would work if I got rid of her. But at any rate, I want ladies to know, we may all lower our rates here. And some people will swear to you they've never done it. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think people do things and you don't know about it because they want to stay on brand and on marketing and that's fine. No shame to them. But I think at least once in every section of their life, they have a moment where their rate goes lower than they would ever normally go. But I don't think it should happen once you've met your goal. If you're doing it to raise rent, once you get your rent, end the special. Uh... I personally got so tired of the specials and people not even taking me up on them that I don't even offer them anymore. Um, And I recently did the TSEG podcast with Exotic Vivian, and she mentioned something that's very true. If you give men specials, they get conditioned to wait for it. As she said, just like we wait for a Victoria's Secret special, 
a Macy special, whatever it is. We wait for sales. We wait for the annual sale. We wait for whatever. And so now in looking back at it, yes, the regs that I've lost, I've lost because I don't offer those specials anymore. So I get what the other girl was saying about not wanting to put a price cap on herself, but some of her logic to me made no sense. Um, it seems she's more, she, she, she said that doesn't the Mexican who's only got $80 and is a gentleman and courteous deserve to get his nut off the same way as everybody else? Yes, this is an explicit podcast. You never know what I'm going to say. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, this is meant for grown-ups. If you are not over the age of 21, see yourself out of here. <laughs> but um, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that my rate needs to be what will get the client to be able to get his nut. I believe in my rate being what I need it to be so I can take care of my house. You know what? You know what makes me mentally nut? Even if not physically? Cash. The amount that I need to pay my stuff. Um, and I just cannot agree or vibe with this idea that every man deserves a chance to see me. They don't. Um there are providers in every class, every price breakdown that you can think of. And there's really no solid reason why, unless you're in an emergency situation, that anyone should ever accept anything less than $150. And some girls right now, I know who are listening, are gawking, who are used to getting five, seven, a thousand an hour, and find me saying 150 even ridiculous. But I live in a world of reality. And I understand that in some markets, 150 is going to be a struggle to get from certain guys. You have to look at your market and where you are and your branding and what your marketing looks like in order to know realistically what you are going to successfully get. That's not insulting. Ladies, please. Ladies, men, transgender, all the other genders, and I don't mean that disrespectful. It's just that we have so many different genders now, and I'm an older girl of 50. That it's hard for me to keep up with them, but I am not trying to be disrespectful in any way. Um, I want to be inclusive, and I want everyone to feel welcome listening to this and, and vibe into this. And But at any rate, I don't see it as a cap. I see it as me working smart. Now, if you are not in a situation like some of us are who are low volume, and in my case, I don't know if I should say I'm low volume or semi-retired. I don't even know the right terminology to put on it at this point. But what I will tell you is, I understand that not everybody has a second gig. Like I have my web design and assistant business. Lots of girls have a sugar daddy or an exclusive arrangement that they're not mentioning when you're reading how great they're doing on Twitter. Lots of ladies have a civvy world job that they're not mentioning on Twitter. But often when you see people who are able to do low volume, either they've got enough savings to do it before FOSTA-SESTA hit or they've got 
a secondary job or a secondary income of some type. So I understand that that's a privilege and no one understands it better than me because there was once upon a time when I was struggling like shit and I absolutely get it. But because of Foster Sesta and because you do not have as many ad outlets and because not everyone is good at freestyling and because not everyone feels comfortable with freestyling and because not everyone is willing to hit the track. If you're going to get less clients, it actually makes more sense to charge them more so that you're still making your quota. There's no guarantee per day how many clients you're going to get. So don't set yourself low and just get just enough money to cover your hotel room or just enough money to eat. Especially if you have a family, college loans, car note, rent, and other things. You need to price yourself high enough that off one date you've made a profit and have something to pocket. And I don't, I think she's concerned the young lady on Reddit with making fast money. And I understand again. If that's the mentality she's had since her first day in sex work, me nor no one else is going to change that. I get it. But I'm talking to the rest of you who are new and coming in. The rest of you who may be struggling and contemplating doing some really, really, really desperate, dramatic stuff to make your bills. Again, I've been there. I am not telling you. That if it comes down to it and your eviction is five days away, not to go balls to the wall and do whatever you need to do. I will not tell you that. I would be a hypocrite if I did. But what I will tell you is, do not price yourself daily, regularly, with or without a second persona at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, even $100. Unless you're in a market where $100 is really, really, really fair for a 30-minute. Or if any of you are still doing quicks. Are we still doing quicks? Is that even still a thing? I rarely see it advertised anymore. Um, which is a good thing for you girls legally. Because you cannot get in front of a judge in a court of law if you get busted in a sting. And argue that you the 15-minute rate that you had listed on your ad site or your website was for time and companionship. There is no such thing as time and companionship that only runs 15 minutes long. Um, so I don't encourage 15-minute stuff unless, again, you, you really, your kids are out of food or something or, or you absolutely got to make rent. Then I understand it. But the minute you meet your quota, take those dumb ass low rate ads down. It is not silly. It's not stupid. It's not old school to believe that you should know your worth and charge tax on it. Um, again, I get that me and this young lady are probably from two different worlds, two different universes, not just in how we function and how we got our start in sex work, but probably in age as well. And I take all that into consideration. And when people continue to argue, often what I do is I mute them or I block them because I'm not going to keep arguing with you um, because I know what I'm talking about 
And I don't doubt that she hasn't been in this industry a while. She certainly sounds like it. But I've been in this industry as a full-grown woman. I came in at 31. I'm now getting ready to turn 50. Versus someone who came in through trafficking, through being a runaway, through however they came in, way too young to come in. And again, I'm not making light or talking down of anyone's situation. If you're listening and these things fit you, please do not feel like I'm belittling you or passing judgment on you at all. We all have our journeys. We all have our struggles. I know what it is to struggle. I also know what it is to be successful. I also know what it is to be in that gray area between the struggle and the successful. I know what it is to have the weight of the world on my shoulders as I raise five children. Um, I know what it is to have good relationships. I know what it is to have bad ones. So when I'm talking to you all about these things, please know there's no judgment. I am only sharing with you the knowledge and wisdom that comes with A, being my age, and B, having gone through these journeys myself. Ladies, gentlemen, all genders. You are a luxury. You're not a necessity. Clients who contact us, we're not bread, water, sustenance. We're not the house they live in. We're not their job they have. Those things are necessities. We are a luxury. Remember that you're a luxury. Remember your worth. Remember, you're actually priceless, so any fee you put on yourself will never be enough. And then put tax on it. And when, small secret, I charge dummy tax. If you ever watch divorce court, she calls it dummy tax, but I've been doing it for years before this new divorce court judge came in a few years ago after Maybelline and started using that term. When I lived in Baltimore in Woodlawn, back when I started in 2001, and a gentleman would call me or my partner and ask us what our rates were, she and I would both tax them an extra hundred. They didn't read the Eros ad, they didn't read the big doggy ad, and they didn't know the rate. So if the rate was 300, we told them four. If it was 200, we told them three. And that extra hundred is for your dummy tax for not reading what you needed to read before you called to book me straight up. Like no cap. That's really what that is. That dummy tax is, is, you know, so it's okay to tax people for things. You, we are luxury. Spending time with a companion is a luxury. You, my dear, you who are listening, who may not know your worth, you are a luxury. I promise you, you are. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care if you slept outside before. You're still a luxury. You're still worth it. And again, unless you're about to lose your home, unless your children are starving, do not let anyone talk you down to accepting a rate that makes you uncomfortable and that you normally wouldn't accept. I saw a young lady, where was I? I think we were, I don't know where we were. Maybe we were in Miami last weekend when we went down or maybe we were looking online before we went down to Miami. And there was a girl who literally was saying in her ad, and I think this might've been here in Atlanta though, 
I don't know. It might have been Miami. It was on like cheapo's list or something because from time to time i just browse because i just want to see what's going on and she was literally charging 30 dollars for all three holes i want everyone to think about that for a minute 30 dollars for all three holes can you imagine the misery and the desperation someone has to be in to do that that's ten dollars per hole and i reached out to her because that's the kind of person I am. Um, if I had my other phone right here now, I'd read the text message that I sent her. And she said that she doesn't do that normally. And you know what? I'm a liar. I was looking to see what was going on back home because I plan on touring home in Baltimore, D.C. area soon. And it was actually on the Baltimore list. Again, girls used to cuss me out for just doing 80. So it's amazing to me that they're not jumping all over each other. But... As I continued down the list, I saw 30 and 40 everywhere. It's sad, especially in an area like Baltimore, D.C., where they make enough. People make enough to treat people so much better than that who they choose to spend time with. Um, she said she doesn't offer that all the time. I didn't argue with her. I just wanted her to know her worth. I just wanted her to know that she didn't have to do it that way. I was very polite with her and she was very polite with me. I don't think she took offense because I came across just as someone who cared, not as someone making fun and belittling her like girls used to do me about my rate. I didn't do that at all because I know what that feels like. And that brings me to the second thing. You know, some girls I mentor are actually tell me thank they thank me for not judging them for only charging 200 because they're looking at so many other people online who are charging so much more and they think that they have to too to keep up I don't want anyone to feel like that because if you feel like that that can lead to you losing your home losing the ability to feed yourself because you, if you're in a market where that simply is not going to happen or if you cannot live up to the expectations and the uniform as we call it and the poise and the clothing that it takes to be the girl who gets the higher donation. I understand why you're doing 200. I'm not going to fault anyone for 150, 200 and up. I know other providers are like Storm don't teach them that. But we got to look at it as a reality. We can't look. Some of us are privileged right now. So we can't base what we're doing realistically on what they need to do in their current situation if they don't have any other source of income so i'm going to say please do not go below 150 anyone is worthy of that anyone is worthy of that and that is fair anywhere you live 150 is fair anywhere you live I wish I could tell all of you don't take a cent under 250 But I realize you trying to take that advice from me or anyone else could have you hungry. It could have you outside with nowhere to go. So again, I'm conscious of that. And I know that some people have to crawl before they walk and walk before they run. All of us do. But I mean in sex work. I realize that is the case. My suggestion would be, before you give yourself a raise, as we call it, 
before you adjust your rate and give yourself a raise of more than 250 be sure that you can live up to the expectation of that be sure that you're ready to move up in ranks like that and look at the market around you when i say look at the market around you though i do not mean compare yourself to the hundred girls that are going to be on a site right now charging 40 or 60 dollars i mean look at the reputable companions in your area and look at what they're charging Please don't think I mean look at what everyone else is doing who most of us have never heard of. There's no real brand. There's no real reputation. They're just surviving. And I mean nothing, again, not putting anybody down because I came from high end to survival and then back to mid and I'm gradually working myself back up to high although now I guess it doesn't even matter because I'm semi-retired in low volume anyway because my life has changed I'm just saying if you're going to try to figure out your marketing and branding game those aren't the ladies you can look to to figure out your rates you need to look to the people who have taken the time to market and brand in order to figure out what your fair fees should be that you can get in your area. And reach out to a mentor who is going to keep it real with you and knows what she or he or them is doing. Because if you don't know how to research this stuff, get someone to help you so that you can get off on the right foot. Or if you've already been in sex work for a while, but you need to reboot on the right foot. Reach out to people who know what they're doing. Reach out to someone who's really, really going to take you into consideration and not just force how they do things for their brand on you. Thank you again for listening. Uh, this, this particular entry, again, was about rates and infighting over rates and people running their mouths about everybody's rates. I thank you for joining in. This is what I do late at night when I have insomnia, and it's actually becoming quite soothing, which is why you now have four episodes when I intended to stop at four until I got a guest to interview. I am hoping and praying that that will be the lovely Sicilian beauty toy of Atlanta, who is actually my bestie of years, who is retired, but... The gentleman of Atlanta once loved her and she's going to be talking with us very, very soon about what it's like once you hang your heels up. Until then, everyone be safe. We got snow and ice here. So that's what I'm dealing with. I'm in northeast Georgia, an hour north of Atlanta. And so we actually finally got some actual winter weather. And the strangest thing ever was posted on the Weather Channel freezing fog. I'm from Maryland. I'm used to blizzards. I'm used to real winter. I have never heard of freezing fog in my life. So that was a interesting weather advisory. And I live out in a very rural area where there's like horse farms and stuff. And I'm looking out my window now and yeah, it's pretty creepy outside. It's really foggy. And But there's this part of me that wants to walk out there and see what frozen fog feels like. But we have coyotes and other craziness in this neighborhood. So I won't be doing that. But 
continue to tune in, continue to look for updates. Um, It's going to grow. It's going to evolve. The actual website for the podcast is straighttalkwithstorm.com. I am so grateful for y'all listening. And you can find me on Twitter at SSPodcast1. And my main Twitter is SupergirlStorm. Thanks so much. I hope to hear from you again. Well, not hear from you again. See, listen, I'm always in assistant mode or escort mode myself. I said, hope to hear from you again like I'm talking to a client. Hilarious. I hope you'll come back and listen to what I have to say again and listen to what the guests have to say. Thank you so much for joining Straight Talk with Storm. Bye-bye. Hello. So the one that you are currently listening to or just finished about escort rates, I am truly not sure what that weird raspy staticky sound is. And I apologize for that. And I will try to do my best to not have that happen again in the future. Um, It's probably maddening to you as a listener. It's certainly maddening to me. And I have no idea literally where or how that happened. But um, again, thank you for listening. And I hope you continue listening. And I'll continue to work all the kinks out. Thank you.